Welcome to the Cool Collective Podcast, a place where we discuss the lifestyle of cars and all other cool things, and that includes delicious foods. So buckle up, slam those rides, and let's go. So thank you for joining in on the Cooled Collective podcast. We just finished a three-day rally. Actually, it was a two-and-a-half-day rally. First of all, let's introduce everybody that's here that's uh, to my left. We have Quan. Um, why don't you start by stating where you're from and how old you are and what car you drive? Okay, so my name is Quan Tran. I'm 24 years old, and I drive that Oslo Blue 911 SC that you see sometimes on his feed. Young owner, we got uh, to my right, we have Chris. And you guys have seen Chris throughout my stories many, many times. So go ahead, Chris. Um, good evening, uh, Chris Day, uh, Chris Romero. Uh, usually you'll see it on Chris Day on my handle. Uh, but yeah, ZER031, um, 35 years young. I'm the owner of the 91 uh, Cars Red uh, C2964. Uh, um, and originally from daily city so this is home home you know. see we know and we know chris from san diego but yeah. he is from daily city so which is really cool because we got to see Kristen's element and yeah, um fog down yeah that fog actually it's here now and we got charlie here um who is 30 years old he is not a 911 owner yet drives he a badass is in food truck. he drives a badass food truck and he will be <laughs> Uh, a future 911 owner and he's at the stage right now where everything is ultra complicated and confusing because trying to pick the right 911 is very difficult to do but before we get into that topic let's go back into friday where me and my family came up it was actually third no was friday thursday. no friday morning it was 1 a.m 1 30 a.m Wednesday. Oh, yeah, right. No, yep. was it? Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday evening. Wednesday. No, Wednesday. so it was no, Thursday you, morning. No, you came one <clears> thirty <throat> in the morning on, on Thursday. Thursday. On Thursday. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So and push. So basically, what happened was Chris found a cut in the CV boot and <clears throat> went to the next level to make sure that he can be ready for the week. So we went from um, driving both nine six fours up to not taking any nine six four up to yeah. taking both nine six fours up because. Yeah. You know, I I had a family going up. I know it was super hot. Mm -hmm. um, you had torn your your boot, and it was turning into a nightmare. And I was like, <laughs> let's just take the CRV up. He, uh, Chris tried to order some parts and try to get it over there the next day, try to fix it, but uh, that kind of went astray. Uh, we ended up driving up Wednesday evening mm -hmm. and landing in Sacramento and Elk Grove at 1.30 in the morning. And now, of course, Quan worked that day, so he had to wake up and kind of mm -hmm. show us around. Um, luckily for him, he works at home and, um, um, and you know, we ended up settling in the next morning we woke up and what's the first, oh, we went out with Charlie the next day. So basically Charlie took us around, fed us, um, was a great host. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, what ended up happening, uh, Charlie ended up taking us out. Charlie's a great host, of course, and, um, is a great tour guide of Sacramento, uh, Elk Grove and, more, to, more, more of SF. I just moved there like maybe <laughs> eight months ago. Six, I would say six, but eight months ago. But even in that eight months, I mean, you learned so much about the city, and uh, you know, you're such a gracious host, and um, took us around, fed us, showed us uh, Sacramento, downtown, old town Sacramento, which was really cool. Um, and so yeah, so we did all of these things, um, basically hung out. Quan and his mom uh, cooked for us that night. Had a fantastic meal. You guys, you guys we're all there, right? Everyone had. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what what do we eat that night? 
Um, we had this Vietnamese dish called um, Bun Ba Sao Sa. So that's vermicelli noodles with uh, lemongrass beef. Yeah. And everybody loved it. Yeah. Everybody had a good time. My wife loved it. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so that was really exciting. And then that led to a bunch of your buddies coming over that night. Yeah. So my closest friends, Ian and Bryce, came over. Um, they're old school guys, too. Um, Ian has this really cool E36 um, M3 sedan that and he's been an E36 guy forever. Like when people thought E36s were lame as hell in high school, he was repping them hard. Um, and then Bryce just picked up a um, NA6 Miata uh, and it was super clean, all original, um, runs real nice. And it was really cool because we had the two 964s parked in my driveway and they had their cars parked behind them. So it's pretty rad. And don't forget the 93 Tacoma. Oh yeah, and my 93 Toyota pickup in the background. <laughs> so basically we hung out that night and what was cool about that was um, Quan is 24 years old. His friends, are your buddy Ian and uh, Bryce are yeah, also the same we're age? Yeah, all the same age. Okay. So as we know, car culture is becoming more and more difficult um, as, uh, as we noticed that people don't want to drive, kids don't want to drive and, and whatnot. And uh, we have these two young kids driving early 90s cars. Uh, E36 and a Miata that show up and they were very enthusiastic, which was cool because we get to not only see Quan in his element, but we get to see his circle of friends that are also with, you know, in good company. So, um, so that night we all hung out and we, you know, we, uh, we did our thing. And the next morning is when we started the rally down to Lake Berryessa. Okay. So tell us about that. You know, we woke up at uh, six o'clock, six o'clock. We met up with, um, Adrian. Uh, Club RSR 993. Yep. And uh, Noel. He, um, oh, Zero Fuchs 911. Okay. Yeah. And I think, who else? We're missing anyone? You know, the thing that we need to do in the future is we need name badges because everybody <laughs> with your, knows. With your IG handle? Yeah, because yeah, everybody sure. knows each other's handles, but nobody, and then the worst part is nobody will recognize each other's face because we're all new to each other, but with masks, it's even more impossible. That, that was definitely a big thing, you know, like just seeing people, um, somebody would like, hey, it's good to see you again. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know who that is. Like, <laughs> I felt bad. Or, you know, you connect after they say something or you re you recognize their car. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I feel horrible. This, I totally remember you. Of course I remember you. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So we ended up meeting at the gas station and uh, we fueled up. And then we went to Starbucks, and we don't know. We met at another... uh, it was a Camellia Coffee, a hipster coffee place in downtown Sacramento. And then we took, or we went to Lake Berryessa, drove Highway 128 and Highway 121. Is that those 128? Are the good twisties. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick because those roads are very technical roads. Um, if you haven't driven there before, and you have a bunch of friends who like to drive fast, like perhaps maybe Alan. And I don't know if Alan's ever been on that road, but. Don't take a buddy like Alan up there because that kind of leads to bad places where everyone's hauling ass. It's early morning and um, tires aren't warm. Even though it was warm, but still, I just feel like nobody was really warmed up to be driving that quick. And especially as since my, my, my son and my wife with me, it was kind of like lending itself to be a, an interesting experience. But for you guys leading the pack, Chris was in the front, I think. Chris was doing well. He yeah. was keeping up with me. Yeah. So you were leading the pack. Yeah. Yeah. No, you always ought to have someone that knows the roads yeah. leading. So we ended up looping around that main road twice because my son was like flipping out. He was like, 
We were here, weren't we? Like, because we you just know, went he, in a big circle. We yeah, he totally instantly recognized it. Yeah. He was like, "This is this is a huge circle." So, what do you feel like? Um, so, tell us about that road and why you love it. Um, like you said, it's very technical. Uh, it's a lot of fun for light, nimble cars like a seventy-eight nine eleven or a Miata, all those types of cars. And it's the tarmac is really smooth. It's not bumpy. Um, that and combined with like, there's not a lot of people out there. Uh, it's not like Angeles Crest or any of those roads in SoCal where there's like a ton of car guys out there trying to get the twisties in. Yeah, you'll have maybe two groups out there at any given time. And a lot of boats this weekend. Definitely, oh, yeah. everybody Hot was out with their boats. Yeah. I, th- I think so. We left the coffee shop around like seven. No, yeah, around seven thirty, almost seven forty, and we got. To the part where we started driving a little bit more aggressive was around maybe nine, nine twenty ish, but by then it was already close to like eighty five, ninety degrees. It felt like, and it Dude, just it was, it was it started baking, you yeah. know. And there was just so many people that are trying to get in the water. So I think if we, if you drive that road, definitely go there really, really early because it's it could get dangerous. On weekends, I typically like to go out there at least to be driving by seven o'clock yeah so that I would means say waking up at five o'clock absolutely you have to be out there early because there was a lot of traffic considering how remote that area is i'm assuming but there was definitely traffic that was slow drivers that's another thing too you know besides boats yeah slow and drivers. it's not like angeles crest where people know you're out there yeah for the sole purpose of driving so they don't get out of your way and there's not as many turnouts um and we ran into that problem a lot yeah, absolutely. And I think I would say, Calvin, come here. Uh, what do you think about that day that you got car sick? How was that for you? I don't like it. <laughs> like it. You were Dude, a trooper on that. It was a double back. whammy for Calvin because he's in the back, so yeah. it's way worse. Yeah. And then with the windows down, you just had like basically had a blow dryer going in your face the whole time. It was. He was a trooper. Thank you, baby. Um, yeah, so we, we, we did that route um, and we ended up Going to lunch, we had a burger. Everyone seemed to have enjoyed it. I won't get into that. Um, and uh, we had. I thought, I thought it was okay. Gots yeah. is legit. <laughs> I thought it, I That's thought it was okay. Gots is legit. You know, yeah. okay, all right. This guy's a local. He goes there. Obviously, he supports the burger joint. I mean, it looked like a small operation. That's very popular. Um, I usually support that in a very high, in a, in a very supportive way. But I had a bad experience. That was just my own experience. You said it was okay. I'm glad you're being honest about it. Yeah. Um, after oh. Gots, we went to Napa. We went to Napa after, didn't we? Technically, um, got us in like St. Helena's, the Napa Valley area. So we drove, we had, so we drove um, from Napa down to near Sonoma Raceway and then took that way into San Francisco. Okay. Um, I just want to state that it it was a drive. It was hot as hell. And I remember driving for a while. And when we got to Sonoma, it kind of opened up after a while, right? It was just like, that's when things were moving, mm -hmm. but it was still hot as hell. And even when we got to Golden Gate, it was still hot as hell. But at least there was a breeze. There was a slight breeze, but <laughs> it wasn't until we actually crossed on the Golden Gate where it actually started to drop the temperature. Correct. Uh, once we got over and got into Presidio and we hooked it um, in towards uh, Baker's Beach and along that route uh, in through the avenues, um, you had made the comment that your 
uh, AC finally started working. Yeah, so my car my car has really bougie as AC where it only works when the ambient temperature is actually cold. It sounds like you just have a blower motor then. No, but you know what? It actually is much colder. I mean, if anyone's, I mean, Alan drove it earlier and was telling Matthews that it actually did feel cold, but my AC actually is cold, but it has circumstances in which it will optimally cool down the car. So, um, so yeah, so we get into Daily City, we get to our Airbnb. Or, I'm sorry. With our, we get into our Airbnb, which is very close to a seafood city, which is good for us Asians. You know, trying to eat Asian food. Um, unfortunately, I got screwed at Chow King, but I'll get into that after. Uh, <laughs> we get into the house, and it was a when, right when we walk in, the house was cold, and we all thought that AC was running, but it wasn't. So I think to circle back on the point of like us planning this trip and yeah. taking the routes that we did, though. Um, or Chris and I, who are from the area, specifically San Francisco, it's really weird because I don't want people listening to think that we're complaining because it's like 80 degrees and it's hot. It was really the hottest day. We didn't hot. even know, but it was like the hottest day on record in like Santa Rosa County, pretty much. And we were just baking in the car. like Yeah, like, we were cooking. Yeah, you 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 were sweating, and you were talking about how you never sweat. I never sweat, and my arms—I mean, I was everything was just going. It was probably at least like one hundred one or one hundred two. Definitely, and it, the weird thing is, like, it gets really hot in the North Bay, you know, towards that that area. But once you cross the bridge, once you saw water, you definitely would be able to feel the breeze. And the crazy thing is, like, when we planned this months ago, we always like car weeks always really breezy yeah august is usually breezy and you know like you said we go into the airbnb we get here and it's weird for me and chris because he grew up here and me and within the five last five years of living here it's never been this hot it's always no. a breeze there's always fog in daily city that's what you that's what you know and it was just weird it's like wow i don't remember a house in san francisco or in the bay really having ac and you walk in the house like, oh, wow, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. But I think it's also because we just got our really hot cars and we thought it was cool. Um, it, to me, honestly, it felt like the air conditioning was on. I mean, it was, I think it was just that hot. But, you know, I don't, I don't know if, who, who's the one that asked the question, was it AC? Does this place have AC? Maybe uh, it was Adrian. Adrian. I think it was Adrian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Adrian. And he almost said it like he was joking. And I thought he was. And then I realized like. He says houses over here don't have AC usually. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so we get into the house, nice and cool. We, you know, we settle down, and then we start to get ready for um, the meetup that night. It was uh, we had a meetup at uh, Fresh Meat, Fresh Meat, Meat yeah. Fresh, or oh, Meat Fresh, Meat yeah. Fresh. Wow, yeah. I'm really sleepy too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, by the way, guys, it is Sunday at almost 11 p.m. We had a super a super long weekend, and so forgive us for you know, slurring and uh, forgetting details. But we met up at uh, Meet Fresh and we met with uh, Mark Arsenal, ended up coming out with a handful of the other guys. And then uh, um, Mike joined us from uh, Fuel Run. Mike joined us the he next day. on Friday. Was it? Oh, that night he did. Yeah, yeah he did show up. Um, <laughs> um, Mike ended up showing up and he ended up, well, because yeah, he ended up double fisting his, uh, his milk teas. Um, <laughs> As soon as we actually show up to the meet, um, I noticed that Mark brought out his 964. I asked him if I could drive it, and he handed me the keys. And I want to quickly say that um, his upgraded 3.8 felt really amazing, but that'll be another conversation in the future. And the CAE shifter. And the CAE, uh, the CAE shifter was definitely a nice touch. But overall, we, we noticed that there were some import cars going in and out of this parking structure, and uh, 
Chris quickly ran over there really loudly as if they were giving away ube cakes and um, <laughs> and found out like you know it was kind of you know a thing going on so he didn't want to inter- uh, you know intertwine with it and he ended up coming back out and we ended up meeting some really cool guys that night correct oh also shout out to John with the um, it's a cab right it's a G body cab on Oz Futuras mm-hmm. yes his car's badass that yeah. car is super sick. Yeah, the the way the his wheels were finished, I was standing there like and the OZ Futuras are my favorite wheels, and then T are the next. But I was standing there for like a good fifteen minutes looking at Quan. I was like, I mean, I want to ask him, but I don't want to sound like a noob because like those are my favorite wheels, but I don't think those are OZs because the way that he had them finished, the brush just made the point at the top look so like thick. Yeah, and you're like those are those just can't be OZs, and he he finally you know on the Saturday rally he finally told me like yeah yeah those are it. they're just finished, and who did he say uh, did the wheels? He Jay did them right. I think. Uh, probably Jay Jay does a lot of that stuff. He bought them from Ralph. Okay, yeah, then it was de- definitely done by Jay. So big shout out to my boy Jay uh, Jason Mendieta who does uh, all sorts of wheel combinations and offsets and uh, finishing. So he's located in SoCal, as Chris knows, because his gang his BBS is done real quick right now. Uh, so congrats on that. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. So that night we it was cool. We met a couple of other people that I found out knew some of my friends, and it ended up being an interesting that uh, thing that night where people were sending me DMs saying, "Oh my God, you know this guy and this guy and this guy," and very cool thing. You know, we just put ourselves out there and met some really great people. Which leads us into us going home, going to sleep, and waking up at, I don't know, 5. I woke up at 5.50 a.m. the next day. Um, and then we got started with our rally, which um, which was interesting. Um, so the rally on Saturday morning uh, started on Treasure Island. We originally planned to uh, be there at 7 sharp. Uh, for the people living on the East Bay to meet us on Treasure Island. You know, originally when we had this plan, I had already thought of this shot of us leaving Treasure Island, driving across the bridge as we head down south to 80, south to um, Alice's. And I imagine a, a, a photo of, of the group basically taking over the Bay Bridge, blocking the, all the lanes. And in theory, it sounded great. You know, we got everyone very organized. Um, when we were lining up soon as, I mean, one of my friends actually, um, you know, shout out to different all road. He tried to block traffic for us, uh, with his really amazing, um, Audi all road. And, you know, he blocked traffic for us a little bit, but when we got on the bridge, man, it was just chaos, like cars everywhere. People were getting angry and we tried to be polite as possible, but you know, we weren't doing anything too ratchet or outlandish. We just wanted a photo, but it was just cars everywhere. Let's just line this up a little bit further. We, we, I mean, we, we line up to the entrance and there's a massive line that we snaked around and cars are flying by, like even big rigs are flying by at 70, 75 miles per hour. Where I'm standing, I was, I think I was number maybe five or six in line. And I was like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> yeah and i i you know i was like okay well, if the first car goes i'm gonna wait for a clearing and everybody needs to smash it soon as the camera car which oh my gosh it was a miata with like the top down and i'm just hanging out this miata with no seat belt i'm just like oh my gosh i'm so scared right now but soon as the miata smash and all the cars get on it just 
I was like, oh, God. All hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. <laughs> this was not what we planned. I, I specifically instructed for everyone to get up to speed as quickly as possible, then slow down, match up the speed of traffic, slow down, take all this like the lanes, and then get parallel. That did not happen for the life of us. Like, for some reasons, nobody wanted to go in the far left lane. Yeah, I think we, how many lanes were there? Six? Six, six lanes. Five of the six lanes were blocked. And I think everyone was afraid to block it because traffic was so aggressive. Like people were flying by and then we slowed it down to like 40 miles per hour, which was kind of an asshole move because it was like people, people were in a rush. I mean, maybe it's a San Francisco thing, but people were moving and we slowed it down quite a bit. And so that lane was left open. People were flying by. And um, that led to kind of something interesting, which was, I've done stuff like this in the past and normally you want to do something this like this very early because traffic is a real thing. And, you know, and I mean, good thing, nothing really seriously happened, but you get to that point where some guy is overly aggressive and even a man or a woman, you know, and uh, fortunately for us, it went well, we, you know, we got what we needed and we ended up moving on, but it was still very epic. All of us jumping on and, um, you know, just having that moment of just, you know, the the whole ordeal was probably maybe two minutes. Yeah, it was quick. It, it was, was a it, long ass two minutes. It was it was very <laughs> quick. And for those that are listening in that are from SoCal, the Bay Bridge is basically the only main business route into San Francisco and like the the peninsula, like Daly City, Burlingame, San Mateo um, from Oakland It's the quickest way. Uh, unless you go all the way down to another bridge. So we had people that, and this is at seven, like we left seven Treasure third, Island was at seven thirty. Yeah, It wasn't like, you know, five, but it was still early. And for some reason it was just packed. Like people were, there was a lot of people on the bridge. There was a lot of people. Yeah. But that picture is going to be badass, <laughs> and it should definitely be a print. Well, if if uh, Drew can fix some of the errors, because uh, it, Drew was driving his car and I took the shot, I will admit I I could have done better based on the fact that like the cars didn't line up, so we had to get all the cars to line up correctly next to each other, which it I think for just the experience though, like let's yeah. let's take a step back and not talk about the photo, but for the experience, a lot of people that are up here, this was their first time going on a rally, and that feeling of taking over the bay bridge it's very life-changing or it's like one of those like oh crap moments was like wow i'm a part of a community i'm yeah. a part of yeah. like a movement and it was really cool to see like people were genuinely happy now that was my first time driving the 911 over the bay bridge so no way that's one hell of a first time but you know what wow. was cool though is when we we're going to treasure island and we're on the bottom part of the bridge the bottom was kind of trippy because the, like the lights shining yeah. through the trusses oh, yeah. And it seemed like we're in a in, in a time warp because of all the the patterns and the beams going mm -hmm. by. It was like, dude, I was telling Calvin, I was like, dude, look at this. That looks amazing. It was so freaking badass. Um, yeah, and so we ended up going through. We ended up pulling over to the uh, like a local gas station because I didn't have any fuel. Um, and they then we mobbed over. We mobbed over a gas station, which was also amazing because I love doing that in SoCal, just having everyone mob a gas station. Oh, which and we didn't mention how many cars there were. There was roughly 35, 40 cars. Yeah. I yeah. would say about originally on paper, I think we had about 30, 32 cars. So if, if there was more than people sneaked in. Um, but for the most part, you know, it went well. We exited. We all got gas. That turned into a little mob scene, which was cool. And it wasn't overly mobby, but it was, it was a good size. 
Um, and then we ended up heading towards Alice's. I don't know what freeway that was, but um, it was uh, 92 to 35. Okay. Yeah. And that went pretty smooth, I have to say. Except for the pothole. Yeah. Oh, that's, pothole. yeah. That was pretty epic. So as we get the 92 went perfectly, you know, uh, there was a little bit of traffic. Once we got on 35, it got exciting. Everyone got a little bit happier. You know, as you could see, as we go a mile in, everyone's happy. A mile and a half, everyone's like happier. And then two miles in, I felt like everyone started getting aggressive and more comfortable with the road. And as Chris was leading and I'm in the, the camera car in the front, um, why, don't, why don't you talk about that, Quan, as the second car? Well, um, let's see. Well, the roads were really nice and smooth. Um, Except after one corner, there was a gigantic pothole, and I drove over. It was like one of the loudest thuds I've ever heard in my car. And then just as soon as I hit that hole, my car cut out and died. And I had nothing. And it was downhill, too. So um, I had new, no brakes. Well, I had manual brakes at that point. And I was standing on the pedal trying to slow it down. Um, luckily, there was a big enough turnout. Um to where I could pull over and but Chris was gone and everybody else was behind me and they pulled over too. Yeah, we had a huge group that turned out, but I had to move everybody to I had to lead them down the street because there was there was too many cars. Like we only needed maybe three or four people to help out. So I led the rest of the group and we went down and luckily Quan ended up fixing it. It was a uh, it was the um, the fuel pump relay popped out of its socket when I hit the pothole. We need to add some gaff tape into that. Easy fix, thankfully. Chris, how how fast do you think we were going around that corner? Because I I knew from the second you hit that bump, I was like, we're about to lose at least one person. But I didn't think it was going to be the, the car right behind us because I waited two seconds after the corner. And I was like, Quan's gone. Quan's gone. I don't hear anything on the radio. What's going on? I would say majority of that uh, that route um, tried would, to keep the uh I'd say we were going together. like six tenths. Six tenths, seven tenths around there. It was a good pace, like quick, but not irresponsible. Yeah, it was very spirited for sure. But yeah. you guys were definitely more spirited than the rest of us. He right? knows these it's, roads. But it's, it's that and it's the fact that Chris is the lead car and there's nothing stopping him. Yeah, you know? I don't think you guys had any slow cars ahead of you because you no, guys, I no, didn't not on, see Chris once. Not on 35. Um, 35 was, for the most part, pretty clear with the exception of a few uh, bicyclists that you know, we would call out um, as we were coming down the coming down the shoot, uh, but I, I would make sure to to look back to see what the uh, the rest of the group was doing. If there was a big enough gap, I would slow it down to let everybody catch up. Um, and then if I saw a section that would, you know, uh, be be more entertaining, um, it would take that up, uh, you know, just a little bit. Um, and again, when we came to that that turn, which was about maybe a mile, mile and a half away from Alice's. Um, and we we hit that uh, that pothole. Um, I definitely had awakening, and you know, as we were coming around that turn, when I looked back and didn't see Quan, definitely slowed it down a notch and tried to establish comms to make sure that everything was okay. It was uh, a little bit kind of. It was funny because we we had some other people that were in um, water cool GT cars that were meeting us at Alice's. Yeah. And I think they were uh, expecting a large roll in and oh. all you see coming down the hill <laughs> is one car. And they didn't think it was the group because they're like, where's everyone at? And yeah. I just, I get out and I was like, 
Quan just his car just we don't know what happened. His car is just gone. And then the funny part is Mark also had problems. He hit that same pothole and his battery tender popped off. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, you guys have to be careful around there, and you you couldn't really see it because I I didn't see I it. Didn't I, it. I just felt it. Yeah. yeah, I think it almost felt like a wave in in the road. You're just like dunk, dunk, and you're like what what the hell, you know? And it just it was really wild. We get to Alice's, uh, we have breakfast. We we meet up with with a lot of other people who were um, meeting us there. So, um, what's Alice's for the people that don't know? Easiest way to describe it is the Bay Area is um, Newcomb's Ranch, which is it's basically just a restaurant that's in the middle of, I wouldn't say nowhere, but off the off the beaten path um, on these whiny, twisty roads where a lot of the enthusiasts like to meet there. You know, we're talking old school Mustangs. You know, we saw a lot of cool motorcycles there, but everyone just likes to meet at Alice's restaurant to uh, get gas you know people forget that they have gas there um, <laughs> because it looks like a prop it but. looks like a prop gas station and uh, people eat yeah it's just a good little hangout and it, it leads you into many different uh, yeah other- a lot of the twisties stem off from Alice's yeah I noticed that when we were leaving the restaurant uh, but actually kind of getting into that we we met up with a lot of people um, I want to I want to state that it was interesting to see that it took a guy from SoCal to bring a bunch of the NorCal people together because we were having a lot of conversations about how a lot of the people have never met each other, which is very interesting because it's, I almost kind of wonder why, but I think it's just because my notion of NorCal is that everyone up here is in just one little island. But just like saying if you're in you know Southern California, maybe somebody from Riverside would hang out with somebody from Santa Monica and they just wouldn't because geographically they're just worlds apart. And so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's kind of like that up here where if you might be from the city. You know, I, I still to this day don't really consider myself a local. I call myself a transplant. Uh, but I, I love the city, been in the city for five years. And I noticed that the car culture here is a little bit different because coming from Florida, it's like, oh, you have to drive 40 minutes to meet your friends. Totally. That's quick. But if you live in San Francisco and someone's like, hey, meet me on the East Bay, you were like, no, why don't you come to the city? Because it would take forever to cross the bridge. If you got unlucky and got stuck in traffic, it, sometimes it will take you 40 minutes just to get on the bridge. Wow. And then an hour, an hour and a half to get from the tip of San Francisco's Bay Bridge to Oakland, which is not that far. Like you could see it. You could Your eyes could see it. But I, I think that's one of the reasons. But other times also it's like there's so many subdivisions of groups that people break off into other groups and go on drives. Um, I think also because of the access to tracks, right? Tracks? Yeah, we have uh, Laguna Sega, oh, which isn't too far. And then we have um, Sonoma Raceway. So the guys that really want to drive aggressive or they, they really want to like meet up, they go there. Mm-hmm. And then we have Thunder Hill farther up north also and actually as a lifetime sacramentan um sacramento or we don't really consider bay area as part of norcal that's their own bay area is its own thing entirely to be honest right right yeah and then there's sacramento that's and it's only an hour and a half away from san francisco but it might as well be five hours apart right i mean i guess it's kind of the same thing with san diego because when we say southern california or la i mean san diego's is is uh is a separate entity i Correct. mean i mean southern california is a part of san diego and, and vice versa but uh but we never really associated to 
right? I mean, because when we say Southern California, I think most people think of LA. Correct. Yeah. So San Diego people are always kind of like, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're we'll usually say you know that we're we're San Diego and try to try to separate that. Yeah, you know, we have definitely. I mean, for those that are from San Diego, the claim to fame is it's the is America's uh, um, America's finest city. There you go. Oh, okay, got it, got it. I I think it's also because this is a very unique group. And, you know, for, for the people that actually know me, you know, I don't have, I'm not in a car now, I'm not in a 911, but I've had a lot of seat time and I've been around a lot of air cooled, water cooled, almost everything 911, everything Audi. But I think this is the first group I've met where people were genuinely welcoming for even someone like me who I don't have a car um, right now, but the reception I get from the group where everyone I met over the weekend was like, oh, cool, this is this, this is that, you know, I, I love what you're doing or I love what you're doing. And it's just very receptive because I think it's more about your brand started as air-cooled um, and water-cooled and it just blossomed into just a great community of people who enjoy cars but aren't really stuck up. Sure. And it's more of... If you enjoy a car and you're not a complete douche, you're welcomed, right? Yeah. If you're not going to come by, rev, drive crazy, uh, and you're not going to like do burnouts at the meet and, you know, you're not a ricer, I think we welcome you with open arms as long as you're a good person. I think yeah. this group represents that very well. You really got to drive this point home because I want to say, because you've expanded your, you're trying to expand your platform yeah. past Porsche. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are intimidated, I feel like, Absolutely. to come out to these things because it's 95% Porsche. Yeah. It was all 911s, a Miata, an E36 M3, and a A86 Corolla. Correct. Yep. And a... 300e bends yeah I absolutely i think i think to uh, your point i think it is very important to say this however that a lot of the new entries into 911s a lot of us came from various different types of cars we weren't born into 911 yeah, no one's first car is a 911 yeah i mean some people are but for the most <laughs> yeah. part the most people Speaking that hang for on, yourself peasant <laughs> I do want to say in my circle, most of the people that are around me didn't come from um, having luxuries of, of 911s just handed down to them. So um, a lot of us came from M3s, from S2000s, from Miatas, from Civics, from uh, whatever, Zs. You know, a lot of those cars, those are from, I mean, I talked about this before in the past, but my very first car was an 87 Dodge Caravan, right? I mean, I say this because for me, we all started somewhere. You know, I, sometimes when you ask somebody what the first car was, they say they actually say the first car they bought, but not the very first car they got. Um, and for me, it's it's about talking about the roots of where we came from. And so I'm not embarrassed to say I came from a vanilla 1987 Dodge Caravan that smelled like Tangjang, and um, some, oh, and Tangjang is fermented uh, soybean, and it just smells like hell. But for me, that rooted me very much to the point where I can say that I understand my circumstance. I'm very grateful for the position I'm in. And that's the reason why when I meet somebody who's young, it is very easy for me to say, hey, look, I, I know what it's like to want a car and not have a car yet. And you know, maybe we can share our experiences and hopefully in the future you will have one. Um, Basically what we're trying to say is, if you have a cool car, come out. Yeah. We're not gonna judge. We don't judge by um, 
the price tag attached to it. Yeah, we do judge you if you're a douche, but you know, don't be a douche. <laughs> that's that's all. That's really all it is at the end of the day. Because you know, we're talking about crossing the Bay Bridge as you know, all getting a shot of all the air cooled cars going down analysis. But the cars along the trip, like Juan was saying, was like you know, Adrian who has a club RSR, right? And he brought his girlfriend with a Miata. Yep. That Miata led us to have a cool shot, you yep. know. And then Quan also brought his friend Ian, who has a dope E36, right? So, by the way, Ian, thank you so much for trading. <laughs> remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, we we forgot to talk oh, about oh, that. We, we gotta so, talk about uh, this that. one. This is really funny. As we were at an abandoned gas station, and Calvin, my son, was feeling ultra sick, and um, this I, this was back on uh, Friday. Friday, yeah, back on Friday, and I asked my um. You know, I was looking at my wife and I was saying, man, Calvin, he might not make it. You know, he doesn't look too good. Um, and I looked for a car that maybe could potentially have air conditioning. I noticed that there's a BMW there. And, and it also I, had four doors. Had four doors and tint. And so I go up to Ian. I was like, yo, do you mind maybe trading me cars? And I think everyone looked and just started laughing. No, no, Ian, no. It, it was it was. I was trying to sell Calvin on it first. It was like Calvin, right, right. you just want to ride with Ian, and he was like, "No, oh no, yeah." He was he wasn't going for it. Calvin's he, a ride or die family guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just like, "I don't care if I throw up my entire guts, I'm still riding with the fam." So I knew that I had to trade cars with somebody. And then when Ian, when when I looked at Ian, it, it was almost funny because Ian almost acted like he was thinking about it when he should just been like, "Hell yeah, like I want to <laughs> trade." But we were all <laughs> we were. Like we're, I, you know, honestly, I was very happy for him too because it was like, it was the first time I can remember my first time driving an L11, right? Especially an air cooled one too, right? So we're like, after we do this crazy run to like these twisties, and now we're just chilling out, and he's just like, like damn, Ian, you look good in that nine six four. Yeah, we warned, like I warned him too. I was like, this is the last time you're gonna want your car. <laughs> yeah, you were what you're saying. This is where you go from, uh, from being a boy yeah, and, to a man. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's that's a little bit of me too, right? Because I I grew up always like wanting Porsches, but they were too unattainable. So I went the BMW route first, and I feel like some guys I can't remember who it was, but like. I've, BMW people grow up or BMW guys grow up and become Porsche guys. And you saw it right away in, in Ian when he did that. Because like the second he got He'll never into, admit it. He'll never admit it. But the second he like you said that, his eyes got so big. Oh, yeah. And he was so nervous. We all saw it. Yeah. Like, but it went from being nervous into him getting out of the car and he was just, he couldn't stop grinning. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely enjoyed it, and I, it was nice to hear because I asked him if he had ever driven a 911. He said no, no air cooled, no Porsche. Oh, and his dad has a Boxster. Okay, uh, that's uh, a different let's thing do, entirely. Yeah, let's, let's just stick with 911s. But <laughs> he ended up; it was cool because he drove the car for maybe at least half an hour, and uh, it was cool that he got to experience that on that level without the owner sitting next to him and judging him, whatever the case is. And also, know. it was see. I think driving someone's sports car is kind of bogus if you're just driving up and down the street. Yeah, exactly. He got to drive it on twisties that he knows. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a great. I mean, yeah, if that was me, that would have made my entire trip. My oh yes, it, it wasn't like oh here's the keys and go park it or, or here's the keys and go around the block. Exactly. It was more of like, dude, we we went through some parts where there was like no guardrail. Yeah. And he was. I mean, he wasn't bombing it, but yeah. he was like. 
actually driving it you know i told him you know because he said he was nervous he goes man i do feel like um i might um he said something along the lines of maybe i won't push it because i feel like maybe i might crash it or something and he pointed out like he definitely noticed the the whole weight transfer thing with 911s yeah i told him i was like dude drive the car man i mean go for it this is your chance you know go for it and so um so that was cool that was definitely one of those memorable moments of the trip where especially on that day where something like that happened and it was just an awesome time um, kind of leading back into Saturday, um, where did we leave off? After the bridge, we went up to oh, Alice's. Alice's. Yep. We had breakfast, and you know we met up with a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. We had a group picture, and then we headed towards Santa Cruz, which was an interesting. It was not what we planned at all. No. Not only was the weather really bad, we, I mean, we were stuck behind a lot of traffic. Yeah. We left Alice's too late. Well. The original plan was to have us depart Alice's and go down uh, towards the coast uh, via Pescadero Way. Um, but we ended up cutting that section out uh, due to the one, due to the weather, uh, and two, uh, based off of what was happened or what had happened on Friday, um, that was going to be a technical section. So he, me- he means uh, Calvin getting sick. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we were putting that into consideration and we cut that out, uh, ended up shooting down 35. For the most part, 35 was pretty good. It was until we got to nine where we had an issue. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Nine um, dropping into Santa Cruz. Uh, that first, first six miles encountered a few cars that um, were going slower. Um, and not and even, didn't like to use turnouts. Correct. Two yes. of the vehicles did. Um, one in particular, uh, a GMC uh, SUV, uh, decided to not uh, do the same. Um, he actually took it upon himself to speed check me uh, a few times um, in turns. So uh, I, I noticed that he was doing it on purpose. It was, you know, for everybody in the back, it was like, oh, who's this guy just blocking us? But for us, you know, as the lead car, it was kind of scary because, you know, we would notice, you know, Chris is over here trying to drive and trying to, you know, just get him to turn off. But he was looking back at the at Chris's car more than he was looking at the road. Like, seriously, he almost yeah. went off a couple of times. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never understand why people do this because all you have to do, it's like, five ten seconds just get out of the way and all your problems are solved yeah. and you lose maybe 20 seconds of your wherever you're going i think he's probably super into f1 and he just thinks that he's just leading the pack in the show and <laughs> <laughs> it was our it was literally our pace car because imagine you're going 15 miles on twisty roads and it's literally 20 miles an hour yeah oh that's so painful you know, it, we get into, and go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say while baking in the sun. Yeah, I mean, I do have to say this: going through, going through that area after and before Alice's, the sequoia trees that exist in that region is just so fantastic. With the sun breaking through, I mean, I just have loads and loads of just footage of just beautiful, beautiful. Um, sunlight you know and yeah i definitely want to go back out there um another time much earlier so we can actually drive the roads yeah and i think that that's what separates um 
NorCal. I wouldn't say really NorCal. The Bay Area in general uh, and SoCal. Like, you know, I, I you hear all these stories and, you know, you, L.A. has always been the mecca for car culture. But going up to Newcombs is very different from going, going to Alice because early in the morning, you don't have that much sunlight. You don't have to be that too much careful. Later in the day or when the sun's up, you're driving through these windy roads and it's like the trees, there's shadows, there's no shadows, there's shadows and there's no shadows. That could really mess up your depth perception. And for us driving, it was really, really I, we planned the route like to go there so it would be cooler. Yeah. It was still hot. Yeah, yeah. Thank God it was beautiful though. Yeah, we and we had some interesting characters along the way. You know, we had a, a a guy on a bike flipping off the whole crew, which was really interesting. He, I don't know if he got smoked by a, a Porsche at some point, or he was just angry with the group. It just came, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, because again, we were doing twenty miles an hour down the whole stretch. Yeah, it's not like we were shredding the uh, the the region, but absolutely. So, we, anyways, we get we we get what what was the name of that small town that we got into? I don't remember that town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the guys in the group, of, uh, we heard got pulled over and, and uh, might have gotten sighted. We still don't know who. Yeah. We don't know who. Hopefully, we'll, we'll hear that story. Uh, we ended up leading our way to Santa Cruz, which was hot. It was very fun. hot. It was Again, hot like it was very weird. It's, it's weird because it was we, 90 in Santa Cruz that day. Oh, yeah. And That's we're, unheard of. We were planning trips to places that's cool because I, I didn't want to be that guy to like be the tour guy and show you guys around like this area. And it's always hot. It's always traffic. And I'm like, that's not a rally. That's just a parking lot. Yeah. Right. But like we even get on the boardwalk and it was a boardwalk, but there was no wind. It was hot. Yeah. It was super, super hot. We had lunch on the, on the pier, which was whatever. And then we ended up uh, going around and ended up shooting a little bit. And then what happened was there was a thousand bikers out there, like on on bicycles. Cyclists. Cyclists. It that, was, uh, I guess it was like a BMX meet or something or like a, a, a huge thing that they had. It was Did, crazy. You said somebody about like somebody DM'd you about how like one of the guys was like a BMX legend. Yeah, it was like a BMX legend. It's but it was like a thousand or two thousand or maybe three thousand bicyclists out there, and they filled the streets, and it was super crazy, and traffic was crazy. Oh, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but as we leave uh, the boardwalk after hanging out there for maybe like two hours eating, we all you know some of the East Bay people went back home. And the rest of the group were going back to San Francisco. But uh, Drew here was like, hey, can you drive my car out of the parking lot while I take pictures? And I was like, no problem. And I commend you. Um, you know, I, I know you know I have a lot of seat times. So I know you have a trust in me. But I was like, cool, I don't mind driving your car just out of the parking lot. But it ended up me driving out of the parking lot all the way up to SF. Yeah. And the funny story is, like, we get to the end of the pier and all these bikers are like, Revit, Revit, and my—I think that's one of my favorite part of Saturday was your son going. It's not his. He can't. <laughs> it's not his car. He's like Calvin is just screaming out of the car because the people were like, "Yeah, Revit, do a burnout." And Calvin's like, "It's not his car. He can't." Yeah, it's um, it's it's, it's so funny. Calvin is such a like a diehard, you know, fan bam. You know, he keeps his family very close, but. Uh, thank you for driving, man. I was really tired. I had jumped in Mike's car and 
kind of just allowed us to um, to move forward and uh, do all those things. But Mike, you want to join us? Talk about part of the the rally coming back. <laughs> as, as he's yawning, he's like, yawning. Yeah. these guys are tired we're super super tired um but I let's just, just want to say that mike's car is really loud yeah um, hold on we when we hit that tunnel wait 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 yeah. let's get mike you gotta talk about the tunnel at least over here the tunnel so for everyone listening in uh we wait i, I hold on i want to say it from my perspective because i sat shotgun in mike's car he gunned it and from my position it was loud okay Today, where where did we go today? Um, there was a tunnel we hit today. It was a short tunnel though. It was yeah. a very short tunnel. Where was that at? Um, but I just want to let's talk about the long tunnel. Okay, well, hold on. Before we get there, I just want to say in that short tunnel, when Mike hit it today, my ears freaking went nuts. So sitting in his car, loud. Sitting behind his car, it's ear piercing in front of his car is still <laughs> loud and my car's not quiet either my car has talking, headers are we talking about the uh tunnel? No, this morning this morning where did we go this morning i, I it's been such a long day we, we hit a small tunnel today um i remember oh, okay okay yeah I, I know where it was uh so we went to get ice cream at mitchell's yeah, and John we took Daly. the san jose exit san, san jose avenue exit into san francisco and we hit that small tunnel yeah correct I, yes in that moment i was like damn that no. it was legit just five seconds disclaimer mike has a roth sport built 3.8 <laughs> in his 993 with we're, fister threes we're and... just blowing up his spot right now <laughs> okay so back to saturday we we leave the santa we leave santa cruz we drive up the one and we get to uh pacifica and everybody that's from the area knows pacifica um has this amazing tunnel from one side of uh devil slide to the other side of pacifica where Taco Bell is. And I was asking Chris in advance, like I'm talking like two miles in advance. So you guys on the mic were thinking I'm crazy because I said something about a tunnel and you're like, where's this tunnel? So I asked Chris, hey, two miles out, can you make some room for us for the tunnel? And Chris goes, no problem. I know exactly what you want. <laughs> so Chris is in the lead car. I'm in the back driving your car. And I asked your wife to filmed this for me and she still didn't know what I was doing because I, I had already pre-planned all this, right? We get to the tunnel and Chris takes off and then, oh my God, Mike's car. You couldn't hear any other car. I, I didn't think I shifted your car because I was like, is this is this second into third? Because I don't hear anything. What's going on? And like, or is it, is this, whose car is so loud? Uh. And this, this tunnel is a solid, I would say, half a mile, maybe almost. It's long. Yeah. It's long. Yeah. It's long. And it's, I would almost say even close to a mile. And yeah. I was so excited because I, I didn't know the tunnel was coming. And um, as soon as we got towards it, I noticed there were no cars in front of us. Yeah. So yeah. Like, Nobody right, was yeah. in front of it's us. It's go time. <laughs> yeah. And I downshift and I hear my car for maybe like a second before my um, downshifts. And after that, it's just... It was gone. Tinnitus. Yeah. I, I mean, I probably could have told the group, you know, a little bit more info on the tunnel because. No, I like the surprise. Yeah, it, it was it. it was long. And then, like, the crazy thing is there was no traffic. Like Juan's saying, there's no cars on our side of the tunnel. But on the other side of the tunnel, because it's a two-way tunnel, right? 
And there's n- a train of people is trying it, to go to the beach. Yeah, yeah it's a train. It was of, probably three miles of straight bumper to bumper traffic going uphill. And those guys on the other side are probably like, what the hell is going on in there right now? Dude, they were like, yeah, what is if, that? Can you imagine if you're sitting on the other side of the tunnel, about to enter the tunnel, and you hear that? <laughs> you wouldn't be like, turn around, get out of the car, let's go home. I think most of us would would have been smiling like you know the way we normally would have, but it was it was wild. It was such a cool experience to be a part of that in and out of it. I, for you guys, it must have been really bad because the five seconds I heard Mike's car today, it was really freaking loud. That mile of straight freaking open throttle, man, that must have been like who's behind us? You guys were behind us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, so if anyone is like listening in or if you get got a chance to saw this one of like drew's story and saw the video that video does it no justice no, at no, all no. like there's no microphone that can capture that sound mike got this shit eating grin on his face right now he's sitting on the couch <laughs> because like in, in a in like the tunnel earlier today that you're talking about it was like about five seconds there was no way for it to echo and pitch yeah and like that this long almost a mile tunnel long tunnel yeah it would have been just reverberating just oh my god that the, um Mathis was telling me like dude it's so freaking loud <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway so we get to the past the tunnel which was really awesome uh by this time i am dehydrated i am thirsty all i care about is me and mike we just talked we're talking about slurpees for like at least 10 times on the radio drew's like we need slurpees guys <laughs> Where's where's the nearest Seven Eleven? And then we go to some bunk wannabe Seven Eleven that doesn't have any, it's not even a Seven Eleven. So I was like, dude, it was, quick, it, was, it was a quick stop, a quick stop in in um, Pacifica. Dude, oh my god, that was the biggest disappointment of my life this whole weekend. Actually, the burger was then it was a Slurpee, um, and then we get to uh, finally we get to Seven Eleven and we get the biggest flipping cherry Slurpee that is a double gulp. It was not a, a big gulp, a double gulp. <laughs> but we had such a great time that up to that point. And then what did we do? We go back home. We, I think, shower, shower, and then, refreshed a little bit. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we, we ate. And then I think we capped off the night with going to um, Chinatown. I led you guys through Chinatown to take some photos. Was that already yesterday? Oh, yeah, was that, was yesterday. that was yesterday. Dang. Yeah. It's so crazy. So Just, we started off with Lombard. Oh, well, we started off with Chris throwing F1 sparks off of his car. This Okay, so this man is from the area, and I am in the car. This is why I realized it was bad to have two of the people that were planning the routes in the same car, right? So Chris is, we're, we're going to the city. We're taking 280 North into San Francisco, coming down the Embarcadero right next to formerly known as AT&T Park. And there's a, this huge dip and props to Drew for sitting in the back seat of my head hit the windshield, uh, the back windshield. <laughs> Dude, that freak, that freaking hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're coming We're you know, I'm, I'm sitting passenger. Um, Chris is driving and Drew's in the back. So we have we probably had more weight than what he's used to driving his car in. Yeah. But we're, we're coming down and I think we we're he. I noticed that when Chris sees this, like an opportunity to go fast, oh, yeah. he can't help it. And I don't blame him. Right. Yep. Yep. But he goes and I don't say anything because I'm like, it's, you know, I enjoy it too, you sure. know, but he sends it and, you know, the kid's saying it's send it all <laughs> weekend. Send. I finally got to use it. Um, but he sends it and 
I, I kid you not, it was like, it was, yeah, you're right, F1 Spark. For, we're talking like... So what what happened from your guys' point of view? And then I'll, I'll describe what me and Mike saw, because we were in my car behind him. So if you're coming 280 North into the city and you take, you just straight to King, um, the bridge disconnects from a bridge and comes out into a, the street. And it's where the Caltrain meets, so it has to be high enough for the Caltrain to go under it. Um, but there was a, a huge dip, and he, I guess Chris didn't see it, but uh, he went over it. And before he realized what happened, I look in the rear mirror, and I see trails of spark. We're talking like a solid two feet off the ground of spark. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so in my car, when he when he hit that dip, it was like... Well, we thought he like bottomed out his car or something because he was throwing sparks like Senna's MP4-12C or not MP4-12, MP44 F1 car. Like it was just shooting sparks out of both sides. It would have made a fantastic picture. Uh, Most definitely. That's why I was like, well, we know the spot. Yeah, we 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 definitely know the spot now. So once you get those bolts fixed, Chris, let's go back and recreate that because... We almost have to do that tonight because he's gonna get new suspension soon, and we had to go back sitting in the back seat with all that weight. I'm game. <laughs> I'm totally game. <laughs> well, I I think he didn't even realize what happened until you said something because like he hit it and it like it took him a second to realize, and all you said was "Oh shit." Yeah, I said "Oh shit," and my head hit the windshield, and I was like, "Ow!" Like, what the hell happened? And I realized we bottomed out or hit his exhaust on the floor, but dude, that was wild. So we ended up in Chinatown. And well, we, we started doing uh, Lombard first. Lombard. Well, yeah. it, well before you f- fell asleep driving. <laughs> Some of those people driving down Lombard Street think they're like a toge racer. Yeah, toge we're, we're talking about a rental Chevy Tahoe, and you could hear the tires just hanging on for dear life. Yeah, it was uh it was wild. And we ended up uh, I actually just ended up shooting across the street in, in front of this gate, but um, yeah, it, you know, you had you had residents that are irritated because they hate the tourists. Tourists uh, love to go and take pictures, and it's kind of a really strange place for that energy. Just people are just kind of all over the map from being happy to being pissed, and you know, we just it, end up doing our own. It's thing. like the same thing with people. Buying houses near racetracks and then complaining about ah, uh, those people are the worst. And this lady, like, well, I will say, me and Chris were idling like for a little bit too long. Um, and then Charlie tells us to cut our engines. And then this Karen comes out of nowhere. He's like, first we got to deal with these tourists all day, and then we got these Porsches being assholes. And I guess Chris made a face. I don't know what he did, but she's like, yeah, I'm talking about you. And I'm like, dude, just move somewhere else if you can't stand people being around you yeah it's it's weird because you know five years being here i always have this quote where i was like you can't love the city unless you hate the city and people are like that it's like why did you move here like i would if i was living on lombard street i would be like totally embracing it i was like you paid to live in like basically historical site you know it's the view like you open your window and you see the Bay Bridge, you see the Golden Gate, you have a perfect 360 of the whole bay, and you get to see this beautiful road, but you complain about it. Yeah. It's- yeah, you gotta you gotta take the good with the bad, you know, unfortunately in that circumstance. But 
we ended up uh, calling over uh, Leo. Leo, who we met. <laughs> we met the, the, the earlier in the day, and Leo owns an old school uh, eighty-eight six Corolla twin cam. Uh, and Leo, I gotta say, man, he always he always puts a smile on my face. Cause I gotta give is, you some background on that car, though. Yeah. So that's his wife's car. Yep. So they've had it since new, and it's not even his. It was his um, well. His wife, girlfriend at the time, she yeah. bought it new. So it's been in their family since from the start. 84, 85, whatever year that car is. So that's pretty badass. And he has done pretty much all he done was has keep it running, running in nice, keep it running nice with period correct modifications. Yeah. Extremely tasteful. I like his car a lot. Yeah, it's it's definitely a very, very cool car, and uh, he's definitely an interesting character. So, Leo, if you're listening, uh, thanks for the laughs. It was a really good time. We ended up running to a couple of places in Chinatown. Yeah, um, so I, I basically, you know, I, I didn't want to get too gimmicky, but I always appreciate cars and places that I feel like they almost don't belong. Yeah. And that's why I love shooting in Chinatown, and I, I love, you know, just the nostalgia and the kind of like warm lights in chinatown so we brought everyone to chinatown which i mean it it look it looks amazing no, it was in, the, in the red car it, it kwan was saying how his car looked like it was in a movie set and you know those are my two hidden i won't tell anyone where it's at but my two hidden spots in chinatown and i think what i really enjoy is the, the contrast of colors and culture yeah the the german car um in chinatown that's from a different period right but if you shot that in grain you wouldn't know what year it was because right. chinatown is so old yeah um especially with the hachiroku yeah <laughs> that was cool and i was thinking that whole time like driving through i've never driven through chinatown at night before so doing it in a 911 with another 911 and the hachiroku was pretty pretty cool and um the whole time i was thinking well when the cars were parked at the first location I was like, this is like a more badass version of Luft um, at Universal. Right, like, right. It felt like a movie set. Yeah. I, I also have to give a little bit of premise for everyone listening. If you've been to Chinatown before and you're from the Bay, everybody's calling BS right now. Like Chinatown's always busy. There's always a lot of cars. But guys, you have to keep in mind that we're doing this. And gals, sorry. We're doing this during, you know, almost we're passing a little bit of months of peak pandemic right the streets are empty already because of that and then we're going into nighttime in chinatown where it's so quiet like so quiet in chinatown that you could hear the mahjong tables that people yep <laughs> we had definitely heard the, the 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 clanking of the the mahjong um, blocks uh it was cool it was definitely much different from what you're used to of chinatown there was a couple of bars that were packed and uh, had a lot of people kind of walking around drunk but we did our thing. Um, it was getting kind of late because we had to wake up early again. So we ended up heading back. We ended up eating that night. And then we fell asleep. And then at 3.30 a.m. That's when all hell broke loose. <laughs> Literally. We had no forecast for rain or anything of that sort. And then 3.30 a.m., heavy, heavy rains. And, thunderstorms, yeah, thunderstorms. Lightning. Uh, it was nonstop to at least 7.30 a.m. It was about four hours of just... Just as a Floridian, I've never heard thunder in SF. And it was going off. And I'm just thinking like the whole time, like, Chris, did you roll down 
your windows or did you roll up your windows because i know your spoilers up so it was because we had a whole day planned for sunday we were going to go do you know the north bay now we were going to go you know up to stinson's beach uh we're going to do this cool little drive and i'm just laying there thinking like oh my god if this rain clears up which usually in san francisco if it rains at 3 30 you don't know about it by the time you wake up at like six seven but it was what time what time did you go to sleep back to sleep after you woke up um i woke up at 3 30 and i went back to sleep at four and then i woke up at seven or so and it was it was still going it was like it was non-stop it was crazy yeah and most of us are on our compound tires so it's that's yeah. a no-go for driving yeah i think i woke up around 6 45 and said uh, we have to cancel this because i already know that all that water and stuff and then oily roads and it's going to lead to bad places but as as sad as that was it, i think we kind of needed the rest because we were all very exhausted yes and and this harpens on the point of us as a group to you know we talk about driving fast, but we drive responsible and we don't want to be a douche. We don't want to be selfish. You know, like if we know the conditions are bad, we know the tires aren't made for to, to drive like that. We're not going to go out there and try to still push and put, you know, people's lives in danger. Yeah. So I, I think that's a point of the group that's like I enjoyed. Like everyone collectively was just saying, hey, we're going to cancel it. That's the best call. We're not going to try to like go still try to do this you know yeah we we ended up canceling it and we ended up having so this is where it kind of gets into how great the day was we ended up canceling it and then what do we do we start watching uh, ugly delicious on netflix and we start watching stuff about crawfish and all this stuff and then what we do we we, we order we order four large dungeness crabs it from. inspired us to get uh <laughs> well actually we've been talking about trying to get you to try some of the staple sf food that are like you know just culturally accepted from everyone from all backgrounds you know uh san tongue's wings you know that's very popular if and you guys haven't been here san tongue's wings are the best in the game mm-hmm. um just everywhere just you would want to come and just wait a long time for it uh, we did that that was an excellent meal uh, thank you, Charlie, for that. Um, then we did the crabs today. PPQ, which, PPQ, PPQ Dungeoneers uh, crabs. Mike, which, yeah, yeah, Mike, and thank you for that. That was like, I mean, we didn't even. I've never had a point where we never finished crabs before, and today was give that him, day. Uh, give them a rundown of the the flavors. Yeah. So, PPQ. I got to give you a little back backstory too. PPQ is basically SF native. You know, they're in basically the the Asian Asian area of the sunset. Um, and it's kind of hard to get to, and there's no parking. That's why originally when we planned, they were like, "Oh, we really want to, we really want to take Drew here," um, but we can't. It's just there's no way you could fit the cars there, and there's no parking, and the wait's forever. But we found out that like they had a new shop in Millbury, and we ordered. So we got uh, peppercorn, and we got uh, roasted pepper. Uh, sorry, roasted uh, garlic with butter, and then we got two of the house spicy crab. And what do you what did you guys think? What was your favorite? Mm, it was probably the the saucy one, whichever one that was. The the red saucy one or the yellow one? Whichever one was right here. That was that, the red one. Yeah, I think that one's. That's why I got two of those. Yeah, uh, that ideas. that was that was good. Yeah, that was the house spicy. Okay. Yeah, not not how, but house <laughs> house spicy. And then the garlic noodles were on point as well. 
Yeah. And then that whatever butter Mike was inhaling was delicious. Yeah, that was the crab, you know, crab innards buttered sauce that was that that was game changer. Yeah, put that on top of white rice. Oh boy. Yeah. It's you know, for me I think all the crabs were just it was delicious. I didn't have a preference. I you know, eat Dungeness crab is hard to mess up and when you when it cooked well, which it was, it was just a fantastic meal. We ate so much and it was such a pleasant experience. I went out and bought a um, bunch of meat sticks this morning and rice, and we didn't even touch that. We, I mean, it's right behind us sitting right here in this bag. It's just a bunch of meat sticks. Yeah, like we got enough food in the house right now to stay here for another two days. Yeah, for sure. So and uh, what ended up happening is that we actually went out to, after that meal, I think Mike wanted ice cream. Because yeah, so we he always Mitchell's. wants ice yeah. cream. And we ended up going to, uh, we all got in our cars. We all headed out, and we went to... Mitchell's. Mitchell's. Yeah, because it's also kind of a staple in SF to go to Mitchell's. I was just worried about parking as well. Right. Again, parking's always an issue here. But we got primo parking. We got really lucky. And, you know, I think because the whole weekend you were trying to shoot Quan's car for an article. And I was like, oh, man, if we go here and I can figure out a way to, like, go at the right time or, like, get Quan a spot in the front and oh wow we got lucky we got Quan a spot in the front it's oh. like they're gonna just own him in sacramento because this is so sf they're gonna think he's from sf i'm still loyal to gunther's i'm just <laughs> letting you guys know that gunther's was pretty awesome i have to say yeah so um i think what was more interesting to you enjoying ice cream at uh mitchell's with the car parked out front or yeah. the fact that it was like i always tell people about how again if you love the city you hate the city we have an air-cooled car outside of a staple San Francisco ice cream place, and there's needles on the ground. Yeah, we found a couple of needles on the ground, and fortunately, the city is going through uh, what it's going through, and it's, a, it's very unfortunate. Um, I think it's just one of those things that just remind us how lucky we are to be um, in the circumstances that we are, and I think there's a lot of people out there suffering and stuff. So. Hey, but at least the junkie was kind enough to bend the needles. <laughs> We had that at least. Now, on that same note, we're sitting there. We're you know we're taking photos, and you know obviously half of us were in line. This is how bad badass the Porsche community is. Yeah, and you know you're across the street taking photos. Your wife's in line to to get ice cream with Calvin, and then we're just standing there. And this guy walks up, and he's got an air cool shirt on, and I didn't even notice until Quan said something, and he goes up and he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god." Are you guys a group? <laughs> yeah, so he came up. Um, uh, was asking me where I got my car painted um, because he's restoring a um, a long hood Targa um, in somewhere in SF. But yeah, that's just it's just how cool how cool the air cooled or the Porsche community air cooled specifically is um, because there's there's a lot of us um, people don't realize Porsche made a lot of 911s. Yep, um, and there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, definitely. I but, didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to meet him until after when we're yeah when we're shooting. And yeah, he was, he was like us, yeah, yeah he was behind us or something. I, I I strongly encourage anyone that sees the group or sees like you know us just hanging out to just walk up and say hi. We're, we we're always welcoming because because he went from simply just asking hey where'd you get your car painted to like me recommending him to another person in my network's paint shop, and then he's like cool i'm gonna make he doesn't even have instagram yeah and then mike was like do you have an ig he's like no it's like you should make one and here's the follow cool, cooled collective here's the crazy thing though 
uh he is like saying like he doesn't have instagram right and he's like asking us about where to get a shop i i recommend him to shop for paint and he was like so it's, it was very interesting to to you know have someone just come up say something and we're very receptive yeah absolutely i mean that's really what it's about we're looking for cool people and trying to do cool things um you know and then eventually me and kwan uh go out and shoot his car for a little bit and then um charlie took the rest of the group to go hiking on a miniature a miniature hike. miniature i wouldn't say it was a hike it was a walking tour up to portrayal hill because uh, originally i wanted you to shoot his car around uh bring a trailer I thought it would have been funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because of all the industrial-looking buildings and then also the red bricks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, I take your family on a four-block, five-block tour of Portrayal Hill, and midway through, I think, the third block, Calvin was just like, what are you looking for? And I was like, oh, I'm going to show him a picture of a skyline. And I was like, I told him just five more minutes, and he was like, forget it. I'm turning back. <laughs> And then we walk back down the hill and, you know, it's, it's cool to have, and I really appreciate you bringing your family, man. They're troopers sure, for, they for showing Absolutely. up. And it, it's funny to me, those times where it's like, we, we, we show, cause I wanted to show Quan's girlfriend a, a shot of the city with no power lines. Yeah. So we just had to go another two blocks. So we go another two blocks. She takes the photo. Calvin sees the, 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 the skyline and he looks at it for 30 seconds. He was like, okay. Let's go back. So he starts walking back. He's leading the pack to walk back a little bit. He get like a block away from the cars and he looks back at the sky, same skyline, but with power lines. And he goes, same power lines. I mean, sorry, same picture. What's the difference? I was like, uh, there's no power lines. There's power lines here, Calvin. He was like, just edit it out. <laughs> I was like, wow, man, that, that's, that, that's, that's Drew's kid for sure. Yeah, I was like, that's Drew's kid, man. That's not when you know your dad's a good photographer. And I, I, forget, I forget how old is Calvin? Ten. Yeah. His 10-year-old. Very and, witty for 10 years old. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And as someone who's like, I'm not the best photographer, but like, I was like, I'm edited out. <laughs> We're talking like. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That's like 30 power lines <laughs> and like going across in multiple directions. Yeah, and he was just sure. like, just edited out. Like. <laughs> You're not good like my dad. <laughs> and I just want to say that that spot that we found was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, we found this alley that uh, that was over there by uh, Dolores. It was near Park. Dolores Park. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh my god, you guys really went to near that area? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So thankfully, when we were going up the hills, there was no one in front of me, so I just bombed it up every hill yeah. just to, and then stopped a little bit in front of the stop sign, just so it's an easy way to get back into first gear. Yeah, my clutch was safe. Don't. Yeah, worry. I I know like because I I I I know what I like to shoot and I know what like I would like to set up. So I try to want to get something similar for Drew, but Drew also has a way. He's a way better photographer than I. Yeah, am. he was just like drive, and I'll tell you to pull over when I see something cool. Exactly, and but I would the whole time I was just like I'm just thinking like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I don't want to be that guy that sent them somewhere and then recommended them somewhere and then his car is fucked up. Because <laughs> the hills here for people that have not been to SF, let alone NSF with a manual car, yeah. we're talking about twenty four percent grade yeah. hills. You definitely don't want to be driving this area if you are even. Yeah, you, you have to be a pretty well and seasoned manual driver because you will not, you will not 
being having a good day. And good. this 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 also circles back to your point of why is it that like a SoCal guy brought all these guys together? It's because like no one wants to come to the city. Everyone wants to leave the city to meet up because if you come to the city, it's like I don't want to drive my car in SF. Like that's yeah, I'm gonna roast my clutch even with the e-brake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely was interesting in that sense, but. You know, all of us, you know, part of what what I do is whenever I shoot, I think part of me exploring and looking for pockets of um, of uh, a composition that leads to an interesting portrait is that I'm always looking for a supporting actor in, in the portrait. I'm looking for something that can accentuate the, the lines of the car or the colors or add a different dynamic to it. And I, we drove around and I think I got some pretty good stuff. Um, which then led us to finishing up and leading us to the final part of today's um, journey, which was uh, meeting at the Fat Lace Compound, where Mark uh, graciously allowed us into a space, and I think this was really interesting because when me, Quan uh, get there, we get there before Mark does, and I know that um, the stories between Charlie and Quan talking about their um, history with uh, with Illust and and a lot of Mark's brands was yeah. really cool. So everyone knows Mark's kind of a big figure in the car community, yeah. just from what he's done. He's done with VW and Porsche and RWB and all that. Um, but he's also like Illust and Fatlace, two of his brands are really big in streetwear also. And like when I was in high school, like everybody had illis slaps on their binders folders everyone was wearing illis shirts everyone had illis stickers on their cars like it was it was a big deal and um and that was my first time at the paddock and usually when people or mark lets people into the paddock there's a ton of them like uh, you can't really um go around and look at things exclusively like we did yeah um, so it was a pretty surreal experience for me. It was definitely cool walking around, uh, having space, like you said, and, um, and not having to fight people for um, that attention. I think it was cool, though, at, at least finishing off your feature today and getting a portrait in, fr in front of the Fat Lace sign. I think by the time all of this kind of hits, maybe in a week, when we look back on, on all the things that happened, it's one of those things where we realize, once again, like everything that came together came together you know, because it, it needed to. And it was just a, one of those things that ends up being this huge blessing. And um, um, yeah, and then um, Mark moved his G-Wagons out of the paddock and yeah. said, you guys can move your cars in there if you want. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I want to keep this as short as possible. But for Quan, who's not even 25 yet, yeah, uh, I'm 30. And living in Florida, having no exposure, not having exposure that someone like Juan at that age in high school would, right? I would buy stuff from Illis and Fat Lace when I was in college, in like 2010, 2011 era, even in 2012, right? And I remember when I got my 370Z, the first thing I bought was the Fat Lace Living a Fast Life license plate cover and the Illis stickers and just put it on there. No mods, just put that on there. It was whack, but I was like... I got to support this guy because he's putting the culture forward. And it's also the fact that like he's chasing his dreams and it made me like want to chase my dreams and my passion for cars. And it's just cool to see someone like Quan, who's like complete opposite sides of the States, you know, West and East coast. And then I see a lot of like him following his dreams and then like it all coming full circle at the end of the rally, at the end of all this and the end of his, I wouldn't say the end of his journey with cars, but his journey with 
following Mark, right? And following someone that was passionate about pushing the culture forward. It was very surreal for me to watch it. But it was also this moment where I was like, I don't have a car. <laughs> like, I don't have a car. I'm 30. I don't have a, a feature yet. And this kid is 24 with. And I had my car with pictures taken of by itself inside the paddock. Inside the with, paddock. With those stackers in the background. Must be nice. Very surreal moment. And, you know, I think that would, that leads me to the point of like the, the all of that was to say my favorite shot that I took this whole weekend was the shot of Quan's car in the paddock with him standing on the right of the car looking at his car and then Calvin standing on the left of the car to look at the car. Because it for me, I like to put a story behind the shot before I shoot it. And it's kind of like one of those things as, as a kid, you may think 9-11s are unattainable, but if you work hard and you follow your passion, you can get that 9-11 and you can meet the people that are your f idols, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, becoming friends with Mark is that uh, when it, when you first meet a guy like Mark, Mark, Mark is so soft-spoken and he's so inviting. Um, but obviously, if you know Mark, you know it. This guy's a beast. You know, he's out there just beasting it he's all hustling. the time. He's a definition of hustle. But the cool thing is, like, he's, he's just a prime example of somebody who doesn't need to be loud and obnoxious and, 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 and hype himself up to a point where he's just like, oh, I am bigger than who I am. You know, he's just out there. You know, it's one of those things. He works in silence and, and he gets the job done. And, um, and and he's got so much to show for what he's done and pushing culture and the Asian uh, American community forward. And uh, and I'm just blessed. And I'm blessed that we were able to share that experience with everyone this weekend um, and just be a part of something greater, you know. And um, and it, today and we ended up, you know, with the beautiful finishing dinner with Alan and stuff. And, you know, of course, Alan is used to ordering the entire menu, just like Mike. And we had a massive Thai dinner. Literally, was... he said, let's get two of everything. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's crazy, though, right? Like, I on I moved to the West Coast. I've pursued my dream of cars and passion, you know, and working for a brand like Audi, right? And then wanting to do what Mark did when he was with Nike, right? And then now I know this guy. Like, I've known him for almost two and a half years now. And then now I know him on a first-name basis. It's like... You try to stay cool, but, yeah, like, like, it's, I, it's I, hard I don't, to not be like, starstruck. I, I tell Quan all the time, I was like, you know, I'm not the type of guy that's too, like, proud. Like, I, I will ask for a picture. I asked you, Drew, for to take a picture of me with Marcus. It's like, it reminds me, it's like, you hustle until your idols become your rival. And another point to that was, over the weekend... Mark looked at Quan and was like, is this your car? It was Quan's first time meeting Mark. And then after following, how long have you been following him? Since high school. Yeah. So, no, but how many years? Um, I mean, that's, that's almost years. a decade. Yeah, almost that's a decade. at least eight years. Yeah. So Mark looks at Quan and goes, I like your car. And it's just like, I got almost teary-eyed because I was like, <laughs> I'm so happy for him right now. Because that's like a check mark. So it's like you hustle until your idols become your rival. You know, so yeah, that was that was kind of like oh shit. Mark said he liked my car. <laughs> like it's, it's like you know everyone builds their cars for them. Yeah, but it's always really nice to be validated and acknowledged by people that you look up to. Sure. It's like same with you when I met you at Benton for Luft. Yeah, I was like, um, when I pulled in, I was nervous as shit. Like 
because it was my first time or my second time in LA, first time going to this big Porsche event full of people I knew that I followed on Instagram that were going to be there. And when I pulled up, I think it was um, Chris and Tim um, came up to me like, your car's dope, man. I really like it. And then Sid um, told me to put my car like where all the other cars were some being put. And I was like, is my car nice enough? He's like, fuck yeah, it is. Go in there. And then you come out. I was like, oh, shit. 9-11 cooled. (laughs) That's him. That's the guy. Yeah. That's so funny because I still remember that day when when you pulled in, and I just remember seeing JDM parts all over this 9-11. Red seats, baby. And I had to go and, and talk to him, you know. And I just think it's just, once again, I love seeing the hybrid culture of what's happening between, you know, different genres and, um, you know, between meeting Quan and seeing how young he is and how passionate he is. Uh, it just became natural. And I'm glad you made that trip down. You came down by yourself, which is super awesome, you know, and that's something that young kids don't do just in general. And uh, look look where we're now. You know, you made one trip and it was absolutely uh, worth it. That was on a whim too. Oh, that's even better. Like if I didn't do that, then like... You'd still be at home, you yeah, know. I'd be just, at home right now. You'd be at home and just watching all this stuff online, yeah, you know. I'd be watching his Instagram stories it, instead of being in them. And and that's funny. I mean, in, in, in that instant, you know, you make one decision and it leads to something even greater, you know. And, um, um, and, and that's all it is. You know, I've met so many great people in the last couple of years that, um, that share the same passion as us. Um, they're just great guys and people who work very hard and some people who have gifted money and taste and all those things. But... When you come, when we come to the table, when we break bread, um, it's just about sharing our experiences and having a good time and and moving on. It's nothing about you know sh- you know seeing who's got the the bigger wallet, you know who's got the bigger you know huevos or you know who's got the coolest car. It's just about man, we're all here. Let's have a good time and build memories. And um, that's all I want to do. And uh, if we could do that and and have a good good time and have memories and when ten years when we look back, we can just laugh at all the little things that we did this weekend. Um, there are certain things that can be embedded into our minds. And so I'm hoping that this podcast will be a historic mo- uh, movement for us to be able to um, document all our rallies and and talk about all the things that make these experiences great. So when we have another guy like that, that's like a Quan or a Charlie or a Chris that's at home and just feeling shy about maybe meeting great people, maybe that he, he, you know, he or she will be able to open up and come out and meet um, the rest of the group. And so... I think we've been able to do that very successfully. Even when I met Chris, you know, from the OC um, to the San Diego um, drive, and he was so gracious with his time and energy and, and helping out and and uh, supporting what what's going on. And I hope whoever's listening out there, you guys uh, will make that transition. If you guys have been following me long enough, you guys know that I don't give a shit if you drive an '87 Caravan. And my, mind you, if you do and if it's in good condition, I might want to buy it from you. So. Um, um, but thank you guys, Chris, Quan, and Charlie for being a part of this. I, I want to do something like this yearly, but also want to do something even uh, more greater than this, which is to do something that that relates back to traveling and going on rallies that span two or three days traveling in one direction and, and, and um, exploring new lands, especially in this great country and where we haven't explored places like Montana and the Yellowstone uh, National Grand Parks and um, I'm hoping that we can at once a year at least have these experiences that lends itself to um, just a memorial type of event. So, so um, you know, other than that, uh, thank you guys, you know, for for coming along and and being a part of this journey. I'm absolutely blessed and uh, had such a great time. Uh, if there's any 
what else you guys want to um, thank and, and be a part of? Jump in real quick. Chris, you, thanks for joining us again. And <laughs> yeah, Sorry big, about that. Big shout out to Chris. I mean, he's he's busy doing his homework right now, but he he went above and beyond um, with helping plan this thing out. He thanks. did. And, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, you you want to give your Instagram handle out <laughs> so we can see the, the car with the sparks? <laughs> oh, you know, the Z-E-R-0-3-0-N-E. Uh, yeah, you guys can have it. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 you know, once again, you know, you guys can follow everybody else on Instagram. And, uh, once again, there's tons of events coming up. I'm always doing, uh, what I can to plan local and, um, a little bit further, um, distance rallies. And, um, you know, if you guys once again have a desire to drive, you don't have to have a 911 to be uh, part of the group just come out have a good attitude and want to learn and that's basically all that we ask for so that's it for now thank you guys so much it is just past midnight officially it is monday everyone is absolutely tired and we probably will go to sleep after we have our next meal which is going to be the next five minutes it's not even that late because it's like <laughs> it's only 12.07 but we're so tired we're so we, tired we're, like it sounds like it's like five in the morning or something absolutely yeah. Well, thank you guys for hanging out and we'll see you guys on the next one. So take care. Peace.